brofist to you all, because guess what day it is? Drink it in on this fine, fine summer's day here in the UK. It is glorious, baby. It is a Friday once more, and it is hot, hot, hot. The Queen, if you don't know, it is a big holiday here in the UK because the Queen's Jubilee is in full flight, and the gods saw fit to bless the country with bright, shining sun and warm weather in which the beer shall be drunk. The barbecues will be had. There will be fire and murder tonight as everybody celebrates their wonderful time off. But not here! Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. There'll be none of that. Because drama time must take place. Didn't get it last week, because I was away with family. Had to treat them to some time with me. Because I'm usually just not around, because I'm doing stuff for you guys. <laughs> but everybody was poorly. Lots of illnesses, and bugs, and sickness, and hospital visits, and all those kind of things were going on, so I decided to treat my family to a nice weekend of family time, quality family time, to enjoy ourselves together and drink in the legacy of the salad man and things like that. I'm sweating where I'm sitting, yikes, oh my god, I got so much to do after this stream, so much DIY being done, because if you look down below, if you take a look below the stream, You'll actually see a ludicrous amount of events that are coming up in the next, like, I don't know, four weeks. <clears throat> the next four weeks, the stupid amount of stuff that we have going on for you guys in the next four weeks. Of course, one of the biggest ones that you guys have been waiting for for way, way, way too long is the PreachCon ticket sale. PreachCon tickets will be going on sale on the 11th of June. That is not the Saturday this week, the next Saturday at 7 p.m. They will be going live. They will be going on sale for PreachCon 2022. It has been far too goddamn long since we've been able to hold an event where we can get you guys together. This will be the first one since the start of the pandemic. Of course, the pandemic did lead to the cancellation of our 2020 show. It was on target for 2020, uh, but it is coming back. If you're not sure what PreachCon is, because we have a lot of new viewers and new subscribers over on the YouTubes and things these days, PreachCon is just an event where we gather with the community. We put on a live stage show. We have special guest content creators. We don't tell you who they are. Just, we don't need to. Usually it sells out. Usually. Hopefully it'll sell out. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. But usually it sells out, and it's all part of surprises for the live show. It is not live streamed. I'm going to make this clear. This is not live streamed. Live streaming it is not only a giant hassle, but we tend to do things at the show that are not exactly TOS uh, and may cause, <laughs> may cause Twitch and Stutch to get pissed off at us and all those kinds of things. So we, uh, we like to just have the freedom to do whatever the hell we want during the live show. And then, of course, we generally celebrate with everybody. We have game consoles, board games, drinks, all kinds of stuff going on. And it will be in Manchester in the UK is where it is going to take place. So that is on the 11th of June. We have a live PC build next week. Yes, for those of you who are desperate to see my thermal paste technique, we will be doing a live PC build. Uh, I'm going to be doing it as well as I can. It's been a while since I've built a PC. It has been a while. It has been a while, but we're going to do our best to do that. But not only that, we have a huge event coming up for our FF14 fans. As you can see, our fat cat is here, courtesy of Squeenix, taking up an entire half of my couch fucking horrifying absolutely goddamn horrifying in that we're running our first ever pvp tournament 
The Questalin conflict will be taking place on the 25th of June. That is a Saturday. We will be having fun with this. It's going to be a big event. We've got casters here. We're going to have a little bit of production. We have a lot of giveaways. We've got gaming chairs, display plates, all sorts of stuff for viewers. It's going to be a really, really fun Saturday afternoon. I hope you guys tune in for it. It's a big event that we're putting on. It's one of the cool things that we're being able to put on here at the studio. So we've built, we're building stuff for it, which is what I'm doing after this. So I hope you check it out. And on top of that, there's another event. <sighs> <laughs> there's too much going on man there's way too much going on we've got preach car we've got a quest of the cockpit we've got a pc live build and we have what's the other thing that we're doing help help announcement box i can't remember there's something else that we're doing as well which is really fucking good <laughs> it's really good okay so the crawler's quest that's right you may remember you may have seen the play that was put on by the crawlers the free company in uh final fantasy 14 I don't know what they have planned. They have banned me from seeing the upstairs of our free company house for about a month and a half at this point. Uh, whatever the hell they're up to up there is coming to fruition on the 16th. Thursday the 16th in the afternoon. They will be revealing whatever the hell they've been up to up there. And um, I'm excited for it. They definitely put on something good. So it, I have no involvement in this. I have no idea what it is. But we will find out on the 16th of June, whatever the hell those guys have been up to, to figure out the truth behind that. But that's not why you're here right now. Let's have some fun. So, drama time! I saw some people saying, Mike, what's the drama? What's happened? <laughs> Nothing's happened to me. <laughs> drama time is a simple concept of a show based off my own uh, experiences a long time ago, where I uh, certainly, as a youngster, a youth, a Zoomer, when I was a Zoomy boy, uh, I did some pretty shitty things to some people in uh, World of Warcraft specifically. Uh, nothing, nothing like painful or anything, but definitely manipulative and ge generally something that happens quite a lot in online video games is the anonymous power you wield to hide behind your keyboard does lead people to do things uh, that uh, they would never do in real life. And Drama Time serves two purposes. Is the red flag. Does this sound familiar to something that's happening to you? Does it? Does it sound very familiar? Might serve as a red flag and a warning to try and dodge some horrible things happening to you. But also, it's for our entertainment as well. Let's have some fun, go through these experiences, and see what's waiting for us. So, no names in this one. Interesting. All right, I'll be the Steiner enthusiast, as we are currently playing through Final Fantasy IX on our journey to understand the world. As Final Fantasy XVI trailer just dropped and looks pretty fantastic. Samalat. Salamat. Is the name of the story. I don't know what this is. What's a Salamat? Sounds like a creature of some kind. Hmm. A Salamat. Is it anything backwards? Tamales? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. A salamander? Like a sal is it a creature? It sounds like a creature. Let's check it. Salamat. Okay, that comes up with a Indian pop song. Hmm. Okay. It means thanks. Okay, it means thank you. Okay, apparently it's thank you is what it means. All right, it means thank you. So let's see where this goes. Obviously, if you have any tales to share with the community that you think are a little bit fun, send them into drama at preachgaming.com and a wonderful Bex will sift through them. Okay. Here we go. 
Preacher, I've been enjoying Drama Time for a while, and I've always wanted to submit to you a tale. But I couldn't decide what story might be good enough for your show, and I hope this one might fit the bill. This story play- takes place not in World of Warcraft, or Final Fantasy XIV, but in Ragnarok Online. I think it's been mentioned on Drama Time before, it certainly has, but just in case... Ladies and gentlemen, this is a Korean MMO with cutesy graphics and very, very grindy. At the time I played it, there weren't even any quests. You just went around killing mobs and collecting hats. I need to see. I don't remember. I've never played Ragnarok Online. Let me take a goosey at some Ragnarok Online gameplay. Checkers. Ragnarok Online gameplay. 2022. Okay, so the game is still rocking and rolling from 12 years ago. Uh, Ragnarok Online 2021. All right, let's have a quick look at this, shall we, team, and see what we've got here. Swap over to this. Europe server. I mean, it's not that cutesy. I've seen cutesier. God, it's old school, though. Whoa. Okay, for our audio listeners, this is very old school. It looks like it's got Windows 95 boxes. With st- is that how you level up? What's he doing here? Is any knowers? Is this leveling up? He's got a box that just says strength, RG, vit, index, and look. With some stats. Is is that uh, is that a level up screen? Yeah, he's adding stats. Okay. Gameplay does not look the best, although it does seem to have the same damage numbers as classic World of Warcraft. <laughs> it does appear to have the same sort of damage style as world as classic world of Warcraft. it's distributing his stats okay so this must be early leveling i guess oh yeah level one okay i mean it's not it doesn't look terrible it's very old i think we can agree it's a very very old looking game yeah i think a lot of our live viewers have played this at some point by the way there were no quests in the game you just went around killing mobs and collecting hats in the ragnarok online community having a cool rare hat was a big deal very much a status symbol since they could have very low drop rates something like one one thousandth of one percent of getting a really good hat (laughs) do the hats even have stats i'm looking to my live audience here do the hats have stats or what or is it just a cosmetic is that all it is everyone seems pretty excited about these hats actually uh yes they did have stats okay some of them do but it is mostly cosmetics okay that's the answer i'm getting here basically ragnarok walked or walked so team fortress 2 could run but this isn't a story about hats it's a story about transcending language barriers okay You see, during its heyday, Ragnarok had many different servers. There was the main Korean server, there was a Japanese server, and there was the international one for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) One for Americans and Europeans. I am, of course, Team USA. So I played on the international server. Mostly everybody spoke English there, and good times were had. But then, my friends, Ragnarok came, and things started to change. My memory is a little bit fuzzy on all of this, but I think at the time, Ragnarok was free to play. And then, it wasn't. They changed from free to play to subscription-based? Interesting. They suddenly started charging a subs- You have to subscribe to play that game? No way. How much? How much for a 
What's the sub on Ragnarok Online in 2022? Or did they change it back? Is it free to play now? Beta was free to play. Online sub fee. $10. Ragnarok Online and Requiem premium subscriptions reduced to $9.99 dollar dues. Gravity Interactive, a world-renowned massive multiplayer online game, online game publisher, is happy to announce in 2009 the announcement of a new product, a uh, new reduced price of $9.99 for a subscription to Ragnarok Online and Requiem. Interesting. There's no microtransaction, but a lot of bots. That would make sense if you made a game with a lot of grinding in it. It does encourage the bots to turn up. They suddenly started charging a subscription fee. By the time that happened, most of my friends I'd been playing with weren't around anymore. So I decided I didn't want to play. I still wanted to play the game. Oh, I didn't want to pay. <laughs> so I decided I was a poor and I'm not going to pay. I still wanted to play the game though. So I did the ultimate sin. I went to Ragnarok Online private servers. <laughs> but I have to tell you, none of them. None of them ever felt like home. Eventually, I got tired of the private service. I decided I would try PRO, the official server for the Philippines. Now, while most of the populace had some grasp of English, it was not their first language of choice. During my time there, I picked up a few Filipino words and phrases, but ultimately, I still had some trouble communicating. There was one moment, though, that made it all worthwhile. I played an Acolyte, which is Ragnarok's healer class. Acolytes also have access to a spell called Warp Portal. It places a portal on the ground, and anyone who steps in it will be sent to another city. You should also cast Warp Portal under people intentionally, and they would get whisked away without their consent. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds super awesome. Oh, God, you've got a spammer in the city? Oh, that sounds fantastic. That sounds well good. If you could just send them flying. Bye-bye. So one day, I was in the city and someone was spamming the citywide chat. I don't remember what they were saying. It probably wasn't in English anyway. But I could clearly tell they were being an asshole, a spamming bastard, and that many others were getting pissed off. So I found the person. I hunted them down in the city and I warp portaled them right under their feet. Almost immediately, about a dozen people said, Salamat! Salamat! And despite my lacking knowledge of Filipino, I instantly knew what that meant. Thank you. Thank you. I stopped playing Ragnarok Online soon after that, and since then I've played many different MMOs and made many new memories. But this memory will always bring a smile to my face. I have shared this with the world, and now, even in any game I play, I always rejoice, not with a thank you, not with a GG, but at the end of my dungeon runs. At the end of my time with some strangers, I proclaim to the skies, Salamat! Salamat! And to you, preacher, and to your audience, I say one thing to you. Salamat for hearing my tale of beyonding the spammers. Salamat to you, friend, doing our world a service by removing these spammers from our world. Begone! Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay. This, this sounds interesting. Okay. Well, this is kind of relevant to things that are happening right now. FC 
For sale. Free company for sale. Is there any reason to buy a free company? How much do you think the crawlers is worth? Can we put it up for value? Oh, we need names for this. And we need two free company names from our live audience. If you wonderful live people could get involved. Two conflicts, nothing. <laughs> Six gil, priceless. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Everything from nothing to it's invaluable. All right. Angel, Langsty. Coffee, please. Coffee, please. I'm going to call you coffee throughout this, but I am talking about you, coffee, please. All right, we need two free company names. A serious name, somebody who is not joke, no jokers, and we need a silly name from our wonderful live audience. That's what we need. We need a silly name and a serious name. Oh, Song of Oblivion. Yeah, I like that. Song of Oblivion. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> and Vaj. Okay, yeah, I should point out for anybody who's not aware, Vaj is the name of a free company who recently moved next door to our free company house. They're actually called Vaj. That is the acronym for their name. We have had... but Well, in fact, our brand new neighbors, our direct neighbors, are Vaj and Fap. <laughs> Vaj and Fap are our new neighbors who have moved in in FF14. We have Vaj and Fap as our brand new neighbors. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, that is a full true. That is a genuine thing. <laughs> Hello, Bridger. I am a viewer coming from Parlez-vous Francais. I discovered your streams when you were playing through the Heavensward MSQ, and I've been a fan of your channel ever since. Ahoy, new sailor. Welcome aboard the ship. My story is an FF14 story that goes back to when I started the game almost two years ago in May 2020. If I recall correctly, I joined towards the end of patch 5.2, approximately two months before 5.3. Originally, a friend of mine named Lockion, who had been playing for a long, long time, tried to get me into the game via the free trial, the world-renowned, critically acclaimed free trial. At the time, though, I was the proud owner of the glorious... 10-year-old laptop that was already technologically dead when I purchased it. Salamat. Opening an internet window was quite the ordeal. It would put stress on the machine where you could hear the fans spin up to maximum velocity if I clicked on the internet browser. But I was determined, my friends. I did try to run the game nonetheless. And I am sorry to report that my laptop was so bad it could not run FF14 on lowest graphics. I got filtered by the intro sequence which made my laptop overheat and crash. Wow. I, that's bad. That's pretty bad. Poor. <laughs> you fucking poor. <laughs> you fucking poor. So I reluctantly had to inform Lockion that I would not be able to play with her. However, however, I had been saving money. I was a frugal chap. And a month later, I got my own PC. And of course, I informed my friend that I was about to join into the Final Fantasy XIV adventure. She was so happy that I could play that she gifted me Shadowbringers. Along with a month of sub. That's nice. 
That's nice. That's a nice gesture after someone's just bought a PC and you actually got on the game and a month of sub. That's really nice. And so, ladies and gentlemen, into the world of Moogles I stepped. I created a beautiful Viera and started as a monk, following advice from Lockion. Originally, I wanted to be a dragoon because they look cool and they have badass armor, but she convinced me that I should go monk instead because it has more utility. In retrospect, my friends, I think she's biased because her main was also a monk. Oh, good. So it's actually terrible if you two team together. That's fantastic. Oh, good choice, Lockion. Round of applause for Lockion. <clears throat> Round of applause. <clears throat> what followed was the typical noob adventure. I followed the quest marker, talked to the MSQ NPCs, and explored the world. I quite enjoyed the pugilist quest storyline, and the MSQ was a pleasant adventure. I found myself being a non-skipper. I have to mention, though, that I've been playing completely alone for the entirety of A Realm Reborn. Indeed, when I started, my friend Lockion instantly abandoned me <laughs> to figure out things on my own and to go and do activities that were more fun than going through low-level content with a clueless, useless sprout. I did well, mostly. So, I pushed on on my merry solo adventure. By the time I was around level 40, Lockion sent me a DM, asking me if I was now feeling ready to join her free company, The Song of Oblivion. Yeah, I, I guess, I said, and accepted the invitation. The free company had a decent number of people. It was led by a boyfriend-girlfriend couple. Praise be. Salamat. Salamat. <clears throat> Azith was the leader of the free company. And Zarath, his girlfriend, was an officer. I don't know why. This is me talking right now. A boyfriend-girlfriend... Final Fantasy XIV couple sounds worse than a WoW one. But that could be wrong. I have no basis whatsoever for that statement, but it just feels like it's worse. <laughs> it feels like it's worse. You're right. Yeah, it feels like it's worse. It might not be, but I, I, again, I have no evidence, no basis. It just feels like it's probably worse. <clears throat> All the officers, as you might expect, were part of the same clique which also included some very non-officer members. Now, Mike, I'm talking to you directly, and chat, I am talking to you directly too. You will have to forgive me for not seeing the red flags. We do not forgive you. We pass judgment. You are guilty. What did I say at the opening of the show? Watch out for your red flags. <clears throat> Watch out for your red flags. You should know better. As you said at the start of this story, you were a long-time listener of Drama Time. That makes you guilty, sir. That is why I wield the hammer. This was my first ever free company. I was on a brand new character. I was in an online game for someone who had very little to no online gaming experience. Now, the good thing for me is that I am naturally a little shy. And don't meddle in what's not for my business. This allowed me to have a neutral... Ve Didn't you say you're from France? You're playing pure neutrality? French. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Going neutral. 
Going neutral. Fucking Frenchies going neutral, squad. This allowed me to have a very neutral stance in all of the events that will follow. In spite of my shyness, I tried my best to become a part of the group and started joining in voice chat on a regular basis. People were decent people. They would sometimes invite me to doing leveling roulette, the, the only one I had unlocked, <laughs> and would complain when my low level... Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Where do they always end up when they queue with him? Anyone for leveling roulette? Mod check. Mod check. Which dungeon do they always end up in when they invite him to the group? Every single time. No, not AV. Sastasha, maybe. Copper Bell Mines, baby. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Bit of Copper Bell Mines, mate. Bit of Copper Bell. <laughs> Every single goddamn time. I swear to you now, guys, it was 90% Copper Bell Mines and 10% Sastasha. In the end, they stopped inviting me. Oh, and let me queue on my own. Oh, Sag. 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 It was good fun the times I got to play with them, though. I felt like we may have been able to become friends eventually. The other thing I noticed was that some members had some, let's call them, quirky personalities. Ah. Among them, Zarath, as his girlfriend was an FC officer, was pretty noticeable. Whenever she was in voice chat, people were calming down. People were calming down. The banter was taken down a notch. And people were just generally nicer. Apparently, Zarath seemed to be sensitive in her own words. By that, that, by that, I meant it was extremely easy for her to become very sad. It wouldn't matter where any kind of conflict or disagreement happening around her. It would make her incredibly sad. That also extended to any kind of remarks, good or bad, that were referring to her. Hey, it's nice to see you. Oh, God! Okay. <clears throat> okay. Please come and hang out in my voice chat. That sounds awesome. That sounds super fun. One example was when I joined VC for the first time. People were doing voice comms for the first time. People were doing a trial while someone was sharing their screen on Discord. Zarath was healing. Nobody was dying. Everything was going well. When the other healer sent a message in party chat. White mage, you should be using cure 2 instead of cure. Cure is shit. Zrath just stopped moving. Zrath stopped playing. And then over voice comes... We heard her begin to cry. Eventually, her character went AFK during the trial. When she came back, the instance was over. She told us all that she was very shaken by what had just happened. And all her friends were reassuring her, trying to restore her self-confidence. I didn't really mind at the time. I just thought to myself... Okay, this person is very fragile. I'm not ever going to talk to them in case I upset them. <laughs> that's, I, I mean, I feel that way. And that's not helpful at all, I know. But I would feel that way. It's like, I can't say anything here. <laughs> I'm going uh, to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Apart from that, though, everything was going well, right, dudes? 
I saw the free company had regular events such as extremes, treasure maps, RP, fate farming. It sparked an interest in me for all the content this game had to offer. And I couldn't wait to zoom through the MSQ to get to the end game. I will put here though, for the sake of your sanity, Mike, that this zooming MSQ mindset stopped completely when I got to the Heavensward MSQ and I took my fucking time. Salamats. 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, pop the brakes. This is good. Good luck. Salamats. A couple of days after I joined, the spark happened that would ignite the drama. After I came back from university, I joined in the voice chat, as per usual, as many of you do around the world, and noticed that something's not right. It's strange to say it because we're not in the room together, but you can feel attention even on voice comms. People were agitated. It was in the air. When I asked, is everything all right, guys? I was told that Zarath was very, very distressed because of an event that had happened. Azeroth being upset was an almost daily occurrence. I didn't care. <laughs> so I logged off voice chat so I could do the MSQ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Later that evening, though, I was faced with a problem. I've reached a point in the MSQ where I had to queue for Castrum Meridanium. And right after that, Praetorium. My only job being Monk, I was looking at an estimated 30 minute plus queue. So naturally, I asked in voice chat, would anybody like to queue as a healer or a tank to make this much, much quicker? Thinking that by then Zoriath would have calmed down and everything would have returned to normal. However, that was not the case, my friends. Zoriath was no longer in voice chat. And people who were trying to talk to her in DMs told me that she was in an absolute shambles. And that this time something huge had actually happened. Oh, maybe this is a real thing. Okay, maybe. Let's, let's relax. Maybe something bad has happened. It's possible possible apparently a few years ago oh god we've got a backstory holy fuck all right we're flashbacking to two years ago apparently a few years ago before i joined she was once in a dungeon with two toxic players who had bullied her i got no more details than that from the people in voice chat okay so, years ago, okay, let's see where, I don't know where this is going. I just know that what they said in party chat hurt her feelings and made her cry. It was enough to make her stop playing the game for several months before eventually returning. Oh, God. I still don't know what to think to this day. Were these players random trolls or griefers and Zarath her usual or was Zarath being her usually oversensitive self? Or were these guys legitimate bullies? Whatever happened, I of course hoped it was the former. Zarath was tiring to be around because of her fragility, but she didn't seem like she was a bad person. Honestly, I felt bad for her and the way things affected her. After making her blacklist these players, her friends thought it would be the last we would ever hear of the event. 
However, in FF14, the player blocking features are rather limited. So, when you blacklist someone, you can still be matched together in the duty finder. For roulettes, for example. And so, by the most unfortunate of coincidences, years after the event... The same exact two players were in her alliance raid. They never noticed her, but she noticed them. And it was enough to make her break down and crumble and quit the game on the spot. Jesus. After that, we heard from Azith that she was not recovering from this. And that hours after, she was still crying. Not much gaming was being done that evening. Nobody was in the mood. And the saddest part of all this, the saddest part of this... Guys, <laughs> you fucker. I had to solo queue as a DPS for my MSQ dungeons. <laughs> and at this moment, I thought maybe I should just level healer myself. <laughs> no! <laughs> No, big sad. Uh, are we going to find out what happened? I need to know. If this, Bex, if this does not contain what the fuck happened this, I'm going to, I'm fucking, we're having words. We're having words, Bex. If it's, if it's not in here. The next day, I'm sending the whole audience after you if we don't find out. The next day, an announcement was posted in Discord from Azith and the officers. A statement by the heads of the free company. They have found a solution to ease Zarath's mental distress and make sure she would never see those players ever again. They had decided to move the entire free company to a different data center, from light to chaos. Our current free company would be completely disbanded and every member would migrate to the new data center. There would be re- There, they would re-invite every member into a brand new free company. And according to Azith, it would be like nothing has changed. Switching data center costs about 20 euros per character. So they were basically asking every single member of the free company to spend 20 euros to accommodate Zarath, who had gone completely radio silent at that point. As expected for this tight-knit group, some people who were the friends of the officer clique accepted this decision without question. Including my friend Lockyon. Who originally got me into the game. Several others quit instantly on the spot and told them to fuck off. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> nah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> As expected. Nah. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh god. Uh, should remind Bex to keep your eye out for extreme drama times for PreachCon. Because we do do a live drama time with... Uh, body stand-ins for these kinds of things <clears throat> audience participation always a big part of preachcon as for me i didn't really care i sure as hell didn't want to spend 20 euros on someone i never really wanted to play with anyway true 
I would stay at our current data center and I wished them all well. I of course didn't wish them bad. Why would I? I wished them well and said no. As I had spent most of my game time as a solo player queuing alone for roulettes and duties, it wouldn't really change for me anyways. I decided I would stay until the officers would go through with their decision and disband the free company. What I didn't expect, though, what surprised me, was that staying for a bit longer allowed me to witness the tastiest, juiciest drama cake you could ever imagine, my friends. Soon, the free company were picking sides. First, there was the officer faction led by Azith, who was in favor of having everyone pay the 20 euros to transfer so his girlfriend would feel better. And in the opposite corner, there were people who didn't give a fuck and wanted to stick around, led by a member called Angel Wing. To Angel Wing, this whole decision was dumb as fuck. It was unreasonable and an overreaction. She thought that it was dumb that they wanted to disband instead of just leaving the... I was just about to say, why do they need to disband the free company? Why do they need to disband it? Can't those people just leave? Uh, Yeah, okay, we've got a voice of rationality. It's like, just leave, right? They were molding, I guess, I guess. Server transfer requirements? Literally, she just needs to get good. (laughs) Ego Andes. Oh, maybe it's a very precious free company name. Or the Song of Oblivion, as we've named them. Okay. <clears throat> to Angel Wing, this was an overreaction. It was unreasonable. She thought it was stupid that they wanted to disband instead of just leaving the free company leadership to somebody else. This was especially true for friend groups that were not part of the officer clique and were using that free company to play and hang out together. The officers, however, were adamant and stated that the free company had to be disbanded. Here is their reasoning. Oh, we have a reason. They were the leaders of the free company. No one else can be leader of their free company. If they go to another day center, they can't lead the free company anymore. Therefore, they have to delete the free company. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> thinking. We got thinkings and noted. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> All the conversations we had with these guys came back to this. Back and forth, the same arguments, but it always ended this way. And it continued until, of course, as you might imagine, something hit the fan. One day, as I was chilling in Limsa Liminsa to hand over gear for Grand Company Seals, I received a message in the pink. It was from a stranger named Langsty. Hey, um, do you know when Azith will be online? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to sound rude, but who are you? Do I know you? No, no, you don't. I'm trying to get in touch with Azith, but he doesn't seem to be online from player search. I saw you had the same free company tag, so I sent you a message. All right, okay, uh, I, I don't know when Azith will be online, but... I can ask for an officer if you want. Should I say something in particular? Oh, that would be cool. Thanks. Uh, Tell them it's about the house. They will understand. Mm. 
How much? How much? So I wrote in the free company chat. Hey guys, there's uh, a Langsty who wants to speak to Azith or an officer. They say it's about the house. Can anyone talk to him? Turns out, as it may have done in your chat, suspicions were raised. Something sus was going on. Angel Wing clocked it immediately. When she saw my message, she went into full detective mode. At this point, a hidden motivation behind disbanding the free company came to light thanks to her investigation. You see, ladies and gentlemen, our free company was the owner of a medium house in Shiragane. Beachside, no less. This was a very coveted spot. At the time, there was no lottery for housing. The only way to purchase a house was to wait for that plot to become free. Once the plot is free, there is a hidden timer with a random duration that prevents anyone from instantly buying it. If you weren't already an owner, you had to click for hours on the house placard and hope you would be the one to get it. If you were a house owner already, though, well, you were in luck. A house owner could instantly relocate their plot to any free plot of their choice after paying a fee relative to the size of plot and would totally bypass the hidden timer. This is how housing market discord servers came into existence. I did not know this, actually. I thought you couldn't do this. But I guess this is what the crawlers did originally. Because we, we made a deal with the guy, right? To get the house. Is that, it used to be a thing in the past. Yeah, isn't that how we do it? You can't do it now. Yeah, now the lottery's here. But wasn't the first crawler houses we asked the guy for it or something like that? No, it wasn't third party. They talked about it in game. No, you spent 11 hours for the small one. Okay, no. I take it all back. The Raven Raven spam clicked. Raven the clicker god made it happen before he spent all his money on Diablo Mall. That's how it worked. Okay. <clears throat> Those servers are kind of against the TOS. So people, so people sometimes refer to them as the housing black market. In these Discord servers, these shady streets, these sewers of the game, house owners would post offers where they would ask people interested in their plot to pay them to leave the plot empty and make it available for purchase. In other words, one could browse through those offers, pay one of the owners a few million gil to vacate the plot, and then would be able to purchase it. In the case of owners, this was basically paying a supplementary fee of a few million gil to get a guaranteed relocation to the plot of their choice. Langsty was one such owner, and he was very interested in the offer that he had found on one of these housing markets Discord servers about a certain beachside medium plot in Shiragani. It was going to be vacated for just 65 million gil. You could probably see it coming now, my friends, but the plot on sale was our free company house. And it turns out Azith and the officers wanted to sell their FC house on the black market to make a profit before leaving. Their choice of disbanding the free company, despite people asking them to just leave it in place and let them continue playing together, was not because they were control freaks. It was just because they were greedy little monkeys. If we didn't have a house, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't mind handing the leadership position over to someone else and start their new life on their new data center without an afterthought. 
65 million gil, that's poor people money, right? Oh, but did, I mean, what, I don't know what the inflation's been like in FF14. This is pre-Endwalker. I mean, that's that's like uh, that's 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 like poor people money. <laughs> I I don't have 65 million, but <laughs> that's standard 65 for a house. I got 145 for a medium. That's cheap. Yeah, it seems cheap. This of course sparked further conflict, friends, and people were losing their shit in both the FC chat, the FC Discord, and DMs. And at one point, oh no. At one point, the conversation spilled to the free company Facebook page. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Shit just got real. At this point, leadership was telling members that they didn't need the house. And get your own house after finding your new free company. Or that, as leadership... It was our house, and it was never the member's house to begin with. Ooh. My personal favorite retort to all the accusations that were going on was, it wouldn't be worth keeping the house, guys, because when we leave, there's no reason for you to have a house. Insults were spoken. Mothers were called names, and I watched it all unfold from a safe French distance. Here enters Coffee, please. Coffee is a friend of Angel Wing who used to raid in Heaven's Ward and came back to the game recently. He joined the FC to play with her. He wasn't really talking to anybody, though. Even when the drama started to unfold, he was nowhere to be seen. Maybe you'd occasionally glimpse him in voice chat with Angel, but other than that, a ghost of the guild. Apparently, Angel was venting to him a lot in DMs and giving you updates on the drama every day, even though he didn't seem to give a shit when asked about his opinion. When the house business came into light, though, he stepped forth for the first time in drama. He sent a message on the FC Discord pinging Azith and said, Oh, God, this guy just went full Ross. Wait. I will buy this bitch for 100 million right now. Sure enough, there was almost zero pause. Coffee was quickly handed over the position of FC leader. <laughs> yep. Deal. <laughs> Deal. That is what you call Ross level negotiation. Done. <laughs> While the officers, along with Aziz and Zarath, left for their new data center, along with all the furniture for the free company house and the content of the FC coffer, Bastards! Really? Oh, really? Ah, that's that is so scummy. Oh God! As if, however, left an alt character in the free company, unbeknownst to everybody else. After getting the leadership position, Coffee renamed the free company from Song of Oblivion to Vaj. <laughs> It's Ross. It's absolutely Ross. As soon as he gained power, there was no boss in it at all. <laughs> None of the members cared about this rebranding. Some actually thought it was funny, me included. What nobody expected, though, 
What nobody expected was that suddenly a message arrives. Azith contacted Coffee on behalf of the Song of Oblivion leadership. I noticed that you renamed the Free Company. Yeah. You can't do that. That's not your Free Company. This came as a surprise to everyone. Apparently, Azith and the officers thought that, technically, as the original founders, they still had command over the Free Company. <laughs> ah, sweet delusion. Sweet, sweet delusion. That's how sales work. <laughs> as you can imagine, my friends, dispute ensued along the back of this moment. Mike and chat, I will be honest with you. I still do not know to this day who was right or wrong. Coffee's right. Not just because he's Ross in disguise, but I mean, that seems pretty obvious to me, right? <laughs> How do you not know? I mean, maybe there's more. Hold on. There's, there is more. There is more. Since I was friends with nobody, all I could do was ask people from both sides, what is going on? From then on, this story will be accounts. Oh, God. Jury time. All right. Raise your hammers. We have a jury. From now on, I will tell you this story from accounts from both sides of what happened in the conversation between Coffee and Azith. I do not know if any of them was lying or telling the truth about the other. So I will leave each one of you to decide who was right or not from the information I was given. All right. So... This will be Azith's defense. Okay, this is Azith's defense. <clears throat> From the office of Azith of the Song of Oblivion. Here is his statement. What the officers and himself had technically sold to Coffee was in fact not FC leadership, but the right to be the light data center branch manager of the Song of Oblivion Free Company. Azith claims that technically they were still owners and leaders of our Free Company and that Coffee was to be their representative and this was agreed upon. He could not do as he saw fit with the Free Company, especially rename it. They asked him politely to give back the leadership to Azith's alt and that if he wanted to truly be the new member owner of the free company and to do as he would, he would have to pay 40 million more gil. <clears throat> Their argument for this extra taxation was that this was a max level free company. They had spent a lot of time and hard work getting it to max level and therefore for full control, he had to pay some extra money. According to Azith, Coffee had lied to them and agreed to their terms, but didn't keep his word. They also stated that Coffee had a shady background and was known in the community as a free company wrecker, and that friends coming from other free companies knew this guy as a drama starter. No names or sources have been provided as they wished to, and I quote, protect the anonymity of his victims so he wouldn't bother any more bother them any more than he already had. Now that is the statement from the offices of uh, Loser and Fuckface. 
on behalf of their clients, Mr. Azith. Now, from the offices of Chadsworth and Huge Dick, we will now have the statement from Coffee. <clears throat> the statement is as follows. Chad's Coffee was telling everyone that they were full of shit and a bunch of wankers. <laughs> and that they were just trying to make him their milk cow. According to Coffee, since they failed at extorting money from him, they decided to slander his name instead. He also refuted their argument of leveling the free company by saying that the free company levels up passively from everybody doing everything. So fuck those guys. <laughs> That's the end of his statement. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the end of his statement. That's it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, even if uh, Azith's stories that he agreed to, like, be this fucking branch manager and all this, I would totally buy into that he totally told you would do that. And then as soon as you gave him leadership, he just told you to go fuck yourselves. I could totally believe that as well. Both of these things might be true, <laughs> for all I know. If some dickhead was like, oh, yeah, 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 but we're still in control, right? And you're, like, running our branch. And I was like, yeah, 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 just fucking leave, right? Just leave. And I'd still agree with him. I would, too. I'd be like, yeah, 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 just fucking leave, bro. <laughs> just get the fuck out of here. Salamat. <laughs> yeah, Salamat. And I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Bye-bye, <laughs> you fucking weirdo clowns. Get out of my face. Okay. <clears throat> As I told you earlier, ladies and gentlemen, I still do not know who was telling the truth between them. The officers could be telling the truth about Coffee being a shady lad. Nobody in the free company knew much about him except Angel Wing. On the other hand, after trying to hide the house sale on the black market, trust in the officers was at an all-time low. And them accepting Coffee's money instantaneously, I might add, only fueled the narrative of them just being greedy. As for me... I was beginning to get involved in this against my will. Azith was trying to put some part of the blame on me for speaking about the house business with Langsty in free company chat in the first place. Although, he sh I should have been able to tell that this was going to be sensitive free company business. So listen here, ladies and gentlemen. You know what your red flag is from this tale? If you get some weird message, make sure everybody knows about it. <laughs> For the love of God. He was probably right. No, he's not. No. No, he's not. No. Stop. No. If someone comes to you clearly trying to reach out to leadership because they're doing something that's going to fuck the guild, you're totally cool to tell everybody about it. All right? That's fine. Yo, there's a guy here who says the, the leader's trying to fuck the guild. <clears throat> He was probably right in retrospect. This might have been a dumb move from me. But by then, as a sprout, I didn't know anything about housing and thought this was normal practice. Also, screw him. I didn't try to side with anybody, nor try to defend myself. I just left the free company. Oh, he left? 100% tell the guild. I didn't keep in contact with anybody. Anybody from Vaj. So this is unfortunately where my story must come to an end. Wait, we don't know what happened to that girl in the dungeon? Dude! Are you fucking kidding me? Bex! Email this guy back. We need to know what happened. We need to know. 
Bex, to the fucking Outlook machine. Emails. I want an email. What happened? We need to know. They don't know. They will know people who will know. Yes. Notepad. Yes. Get it done. I didn't keep in contact with anybody from Badge. So this is unfortunately where my story must come to an end. Nowadays, I kind of regret not staying to see the end of what happened. Because it would have made for maybe a better finale. I can tell you, however, that today, if you look for Song of Oblivion or Vaj on the Lodestone, neither of them appear. So the free company probably ended up disbanding for good. Or got renamed again. This is all for my tale, Preacher. I hope it was entertaining. It was my first ever contact with any kind of online drama. It was something of a learning experience, you could say. But it didn't prevent me from joining other troublesome free companies later, which I will maybe write to you in the future. On that note, I wish everyone a good evening and stay cool. That was a fantastic story. But author, if you're here in the live audience, can we get a wall of what happened? Because I need this guy to see it. When he checks it on YouTube, when he checks it, whatever, we need to know. What happened? We need to know what happened. What happened in a dungeon run in Final Fantasy XIV that led to years of problems? Now, hopefully it's nothing terrible. We suspect it's not. We suspect it's not, but we would like to know the answer to that question. Now, it is time for me to come to an end of this for the next couple of days as I go about my crafting. But I have to say, I'm kind of sad because we have a huge story, which is 12 pages long, that... uh, uh, is apparently very good so we might slip an extra drama time in next week because bex has pushed me to read it but it is far too long to read right now uh so we missed out on drama last friday so we might have another one PreachCon tickets are going on sale next saturday 7 p.m my time that's london time my friends london time they usually sell out very quickly last time we had PreachCon, they sold out in i believe 45 seconds so if you wish to be a part of PreachCon, to come and visit us, to take part in things like live drama and to meet everybody on the team and each other that you spend all these hours with in Twitch chat and just generally catch up with your friends as the first time since the pandemic started, we can do that. We look forward to having you. The cost of the tickets will be $43. That is at the checkout. So that's including all fees, everything. I want no surprises for you guys at all that is a break even price this is and i will fully be open to this after much convincing by mr nups this is the first preach con where i will not be taking a huge financial loss in running it we are exactly breaking even that's what we're going for so it's a non-profit fun event a non-profit fun event that is the exact price you will get at the till that is what it's going to be yes breaking even breaking even Shadowbringers video will be coming to you very shortly it's filmed i've done my part chris needs to do his but of course it is bank holidays in the uk although bex is here because uh, she's chilling at home she's technically shouldn't be working right now but she's here chilling anyway uh the rest of my team is on vacation because it is the queen's jubilee so i am in but that's because you know i still need to pay the bills I still, yeah, Queen holding up the video. She's terrible, right? She's an awful person. She's an awful person. Live PC build next week. The Questling Cup PvP tournament is coming. You've seen all these announcements. They're all below the stream. We've got all this coming. And of course, the Big Crawler Guild event on the 16th of June. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a surprise for me. But if you saw the play, you know the kind of things the crawlers get up to. And I hope you take part in it. Everybody who's here, thank you very much for our live audience. And to YouTube, thank you very much as well. And I look forward to having confirmation of who of you I will get to see in real life and have drinks with and sit down and chat with and do all those wonderful things. All right. Be awesome, my friends. And I will see you at the latest on Monday morning to rock up some FF9. All right.
Bye, everybody.